Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. It's 602 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's head down Corpus Christi Way. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb. Hey, Cliff, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> I just finally got a little bit of rain down here in Corpus. We needed I it. You know, there for a little while, I was, it was going around around the house. And then finally, yesterday morning, we got it zeroed in on us, and we got a couple of inches. But mainly, it helped our uh, our Laguna Madre down south, all of Bathin Bay and Yarbrough got the rain it really needed. So right, it, it it was good, you know. Of course, my boatman the trailer, Mickey, hadn't been nothing. Had the Fourth of July weekend stuff here, and I just I just hunkered down and and hung out on the beach and played with the grandkids. You know, just been uh, trying nothing to keep wrong up with that, brother. <laughs> I surfed my grandson yesterday. and He wore me out. Let me tell you what, he's something <laughs> else, man. They don't run out of energy. Him. How old your no, grandson? I mean, he's six, and you know. I'd, had a lot of current to surf, so he would, you know, we'd surf together. He'd drift way down the beach. I'd go get him, bring him back. You know how it is. They don't pay attention right. where they are on the beach, so it's like, it was a lot of chasing him, <laughs> surfing and chasing, you know, so it was great. It was all good. A lot of fun with him, man, but it's good, Mickey. Our, our surf is weirdest. We have this upwelling thing, and it's, it's dirty, and the surf fish is terrible. You know, even the guys that don't fish croakers are fishing croakers in the surf and not catching them. You know, that's what's weird. Right. And it's kind of a brown color, and it's cooler than normal. And every time it does this, I don't do well on the surf. You know, they like that normal green, green, blue water with all the bait in it. It seems like the bait's on the outside bars. You know, when you're surfing, you'll see shads and pogies flipping out there on the outside. It's uh, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> and of course, Laguna Madre is just uh, we're still experiencing like you guys are the lower tides and stuff like that. Uh, you know, everybody's hammering on croakers. Uh, I was talking to a couple of my friends of mine. I said, Yeah, we're going out with a guy tomorrow. And he, he promises we'll be back at the dock at eight forty-five to nine o'clock. And I said, Boy, 
I don't know if I'd want to do that, but they go get their three trout and they're back by nine o'clock, go have a taco at the breakfast place. <laughs> they pay full price. <laughs> but I mean, it's a pretty soft market, let me tell you. That's crazy. But, um, wow. you know, so, and I know your start fishing can't be good. You've got the same conditions we've got. Normally by now, I was listening to you guys, Sharky, that you're catching those big trout off the rocks. Right. And, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you guys do it. It's, it's so rough like that. Mm-hmm. Well, with the wind directions, we got, you know, you can, you can fish one jetty, one side of it or the other out of the two and uh, make something of it. And Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you. And I've never been over there on those jetties, Mickey. So it's uh, all that stuff is you have to go by boat to get to it? Yes. Well, okay. no. It's not like our jetty. Me, you, you can, you can uh, fish the north jetty or the south jetty by foot. We okay. call them rock walkers. And, uh, just a long way to walk or what? Yeah. It's, far? it's pretty good, pretty good adventure out there. If you go a long ways, you want to walk way uh-huh. out and, uh, yeah. but a lot of people still do it. That's uh-huh. the young and the, uh, <laughs> and at my age, well, I don't know. You step off in the wrong, you know, step oh, on and break something. I remember old Wolfie, Brian Wolf would take those golf shoes and, uh, with cleats on them. And he'd go out to the end of St. Joe Island, those rocks. And, in, and uh, he'd catch those giant jewfish out there, those big old giant uh, groupers out there. Right. And they'd, he would, they, they'd put those golf shoes on because it was so slick on those rocks so he wouldn't fall down. That's and, what uh, he Nelson, was rocking, a guy that used to call the show a lot. I, and I met him years ago in a freeze when we were down there waiting to surf, and he was he was walking the rocks, and that's what he wore was golf shoes for stability. That's pretty you smart. Know, yeah, that's me. Golly, that's nuts, man. Yeah, but in uh, our Laguna Madre, it's just so funny because uh, this time of year, it's just all about the sand. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if I was out there, I'd be fishing trolling motor probably on on channel walls and stuff and sand early in the morning. It's a mm-hmm. top water bite. They get up in that uh, in in the shallow water. But finally, our our air temperature is getting below water temperature at night, and so we're pushing some fish up in the sand. They should be getting up in the sand. The problem is there's no there's not a lot of water up in some of those flats. Right. And so what they're doing, they're they're staying those little potholes outside the flats, those deeper potholes that are cool little drains that are draining off the flats. If you look at some of our flats, you'll see those little trickle drains when it's real low, just kind of, kind of water moving into those potholes. Right. And those big trout really like that, especially in the morning because that cool water's coming off those flats. And at night it's draining, it's, it's dumping into those little cool pockets, and they're sitting there at daylight just sitting in those pockets. And you get in there about maybe an hour, an hour and a half, they'll still be in there. But... uh it's, it's amazing how the, the lower tides, people think that, uh, man, the, the tide's too low, I'm not going fishing. Actually, the lower tides on the flats are better down here than the higher tides on the edges of those flats. It, it doesn't allow your big fish to get up there, you know, in that two foot, foot of water up on the sand, but they're all along the edges of concentration. The problem is you have so many little fish on those edges. And it's not right. like the flats. In, in the flats, those, those big fish will hunt those little fish down. They don't like to be around. They'll move to the side. But on the edges, this just a, it's just a smorgasbord of all types of fish on the edge of our drop-offs. And you'll walk and you'll catch four or five little ones. And if you, if you stop, you'll keep catching them. But if you'll walk another 50, 60 yards, you'll, you'll get into a better school. Right. But, uh, but uh, and I, I was listening to talk about the amount of shrimp. We've got shrimp like I've never seen before, Mickey. I mm-hmm. just can't believe it. I mean, the prices of shrimp this year are going to be nothing. Uh, talk to some of the shrimpers, they say it's just going to be a phenomenal year. <clears throat> shrimp yeah it has been i see it i'm seeing it all up and down coast wide yeah yeah 
and uh, I don't know about you guys, but our our base system, uh, we don't have a lot of base rampers anymore at all. And uh, I was listening to you about the dolphins and stuff. You know, that right. makes a lot of sense why we're having so many dolphins around our fishermen, simply because they're not around the shrimp boats. You know, I never even thought about that, but exactly. that's, that is a good point. You know, sharks, I, I go, Man. sharks and dolphins, those big predator fish, they, they normally mm-hmm. spend all their time tailing shrimp boats. And uh, yeah, there's not any anymore there. like there used to be. Now they're tailing croaker boats where, you know, they, <laughs> the guys are anchored up and they're, yeah, they're, it's easy pickings for a dolphin. Waiting you know, for a catch and release meal. Heck yeah, you know, like catch him and weak him a little bit for me and throw him out there. I can catch him a little bit easier. That's a good deal. You know? That's right. He's already wore down. All I got to do is swim He's up. He's wore down a little bit. But it's amazing. Boy, when I and used to fish thing- Rockport quite a bit, that used to make me a nervous wreck, man. You get all mm-hmm. those dolphins around you and. You know, you're catching and releasing fish and reeling fish in, and, I mean, they just start swarming. They're like puppy dogs. I know. They're amazing. Oh, I like no. how they stick their head out of the water and look at you like you like yeah. they know. So, hey, man. <laughs> he says, what are you throwing? I think everything, I think someone's going to say, hey, man, you need to switch over to root beer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I keep thinking one's going to stick and says, hey, man, you're not throwing the right thing. You're not getting the fish yet. <laughs> but uh, I remember fishing with Jay over in Rockport. One of the last times I fished him over there, and uh, we were on a – a reef, a oyster reef, and it had a bunch of ditches in it, little clear ditches of sand, and uh-huh. Jane and I are crossing that reef, throwing in those little ditches, and those dolphins pushed those fish right up to us in those trenches. They couldn't get up in that shallow water because of the shell, but right. they pushed those tide up there, and Jay was using them to push his fish in there. Jay, Jay's all about, you know, he knows he knows that bait system so well. He didn't he didn't cuss them. He used them. <laughs> you used know, them. Yeah. He used them for a tool. And he, they pushed those fish up in there. Then finally, when they got in our way, you know, we pulled out of there. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a boat running across a point. Sometimes they'll push those fish up on the flat to you. So, you know, it's not always a bad thing to have them in there. But most of the time, they're going to eat everything you throw back. That's the problem is if you're in a boat and, and you're catching a lot of little ones, you're throwing them back, you're killing everything that you're catching. And you're better off just to go ahead and fire up and move a little bit and get away from them. I think that you're, you know, you're probably not going to catch as many fish with them around anyway, and uh, you're killing a lot of little ones. So hopefully people well, are we, moving I on. see that too. You know, I've been wade fishing and uh, catching trout real good, and then uh, somebody go, uh, I think I just saw a, a, a dolphin. Yeah. Saw a fin yeah. come up out there. I said, well. I saw the same thing, but it didn't look like a dolphin fin to me. It looked like a shark, and all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, your no. bite just goes away. I mean, when those sharks move in, those trout just, they quit biting. You know, I've seen dolphin come in, and they'll uh, move them closer to you, and the bite mm-hmm. continues. But, man, when when the man in the gray suit shows up, man, that bite's gone. It's over. And you guys got to deal with that up there. We just don't have that. You know, it's just dark. Well, y'all are level lucky so high. not to don't... have them. I mean, it's see uh, those sharks, you know. I'm not ever worried about one just swimming up to me and saying, "Hey, I'm eating this guy. I'm gonna take his leg off first. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't worry about that. The thing I worry about is when I'm reaching down to grab a fish and one uh, goes to grab that fish while I'm grabbing it and takes my hand with it. That's that's what that's I've heard before. You know, Chad had a customer get bit. You know, and he and now that uh, Chad says, well, "I never use a dip net over there." You know, toward Porter and stuff. Now he says, "All my people carry dip nets because that guy got his hand bit by a bull shark." Reaching down right. for the trout, right when he reached for it, the shark got him. But that does make sense, you know. You use your dip net up there, uh, those fish, you know, all that splashing going around you. So I think that's that's a good call. As much as I hate dip nets, but I think I probably use one up there. Yeah. But, uh, luckily, we don't have the sharks, you guys. You know, got, we're talking God, about uh, 
sharks, and uh, there's a now New York uh, State has a shark monitor, monitoring system using drones. If people really? could see that, hey, they just sent a drone out over in that whole flat outside of the swimmers. <laughs> you know how a school of redfish looks from the air? That's what those sharks yeah. look like. There was thousands of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. I just saw that on TV. Not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, At least they're all yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, what do you have over there with this getting all your fish? Mostly just black tips over there, bull sharks? That yeah, you most of the time. Well, up my way, we have a lot of bull sharks. They, they come... They they hit Trinity Bay early in the year. They come up in the spring, and uh, they're drawn to the freshwater marshes and everything like that. I mean, it's not uncommon. To, right now, you can go above I-10 and catch uh, bull sharks when you're bull red fishing up there in some of those lakes and marshes. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Mexico is it was a big deal. They had people that professionally shark fished. And, yeah. uh, you know, they had certain seasons, a certain amount they could catch and all that. And I just, uh, it was amazing how people over there just really use the shark as a product, you know. Right. But down here, all they want to do is cut the fins off, waste the rest of the fish. It's just terrible. You know, in Mexico, they don't do that. They they harvest the whole fish. Do they? You know, they eat everything about it. They don't just take the fins off. That, well, that they was, used to be bad about just cutting the fins. Uh-huh, yeah. And that, that all changed out, you know, so. They're harvesting the whole thing. Shark everybody, fin everybody, soup. Never had it. Heard yeah. a lot about it. Never had it. <laughs> don't want anything to do with it, man. No, I'm, I'm not into that. No, Hang on, man. Cliff, let me let me do this commercial break, right, and I'll man. come right back to you, buddy. Hang with me. Right, well, you know, Onyx PFDs—they're the one I wear, and you know, approximately seventy percent of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And out of that seventy percent, eighty-seven percent of them were not wearing a personal flotation device, a PFD. It's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature that's proven to save your life in the Onyx AM24. That's the one I wear, and I really like it. It's very comfortable. It's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable, especially in this hot weather, and it has a soft neoprene neckline. It won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water. And the durable ripstop fabric... Well, it resists tears and punctures, and inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. My Maria. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it is 618 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Cliff Webb. All right, Cliff, well, we're, we were discussing sharks. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, when you ain't been fishing, you do things like that. But I hope I talk about trout. But, you know, it's uh, this week I'm going to go. I said, you know, at least yeah. go without my buddies. But I just don't. Well, I'm a lot of guys, you know, just year, don't mess you know? with a 4th of July vacation thing. They take off and do stuff with their yeah. families. And, you know, that's what I did. I didn't wait a hook this week either. I didn't. Yeah. And most of the guys are fishing bait. You know, and I don't have a lot of. A lot of summer stuff, guys that come down and want to fish reds too much. I'm mostly a trout guy, so I don't have a lot this time of year. I have a few trips coming. It's a lot of fun sight casting. It's, uh, what we really need is a little storm in the Gulf to push this water back up and get our water cold, cool water back in and get this water sure. back on the flats. So this big old trout will get back on the flats so I can catch him on top water, you know, and stuff like that. So kind of wait for that. Those reds started uh, schooling down your way now, you know, oh, off yeah, the Laguna Madre there off the intercoastal, how they do? They don't do, you know, last, for the last few years, they don't do it because there's so many bur- boats burning them. You know, there used to be schools of several hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of them. And then as oh, soon as I they get a, a pod, yeah. oh, it was amazing how many fish we had like that. But now they get these pods and they just run over and run over and run them. And they bust them up in small, small little schools, you know, then they sardine them. And uh, it's funny, they'll run and run and run them and they'll, they'll <laughs> slick up and, get, and then everybody drops, everybody shuts down and throws sardines. You know, it's just uh, kind of the way that it's going. It's a total different thing than the way we were fishing. You know, back when it was just Sheik and Nine Bird, we'd, see the, we'd, we'd take off in the morning, and it'd be dead calm and calm Yeah. And you would just – there'd be acres and acres of ruffled water with redfish. And then instead, you could do two ways. If you just want to catch a few, you could run right into them, everybody cast, call Buffalo Hunt, boom, 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 everybody hook up. But if yeah. you're smart, you pull off and see which way they're going to stop for a minute and see which way they're going and get out with a trolling motor and let them come to you and mm-hmm. just wear them out. You know, just uh, – that's why we I used to do tournaments down there. Yeah. You know, that's the, and then, you know, you probably find the school they're just under oversized or just a little oversized. That certain school that, you know, you want, that's the ones for the tournament guys. And it right. was amazing how many fish we caught out of those schools, but now it's a little bit different. But, you know, uh, so my, if I'm going to catch redfish, my favorite way to catch them is probably with my guys that are, are sight casting them, especially with the fly rod. Cause it's just like mm-hmm. hunting and fishing too. And, that tail sticks up and they throw that fly in there and you watch them eat it and smoke it across the flats. That's kind of fun, you know, and seeing some big trout doing that too, you know? Yeah, but <laughs> sure. Just need a little bit. Oh, I saw some, I saw, you know, I saw David Hayward catch a giant trout on a fly rod. It was so amazing. Just, uh, and actually I think, uh, I think it was, uh, Joe Doggett too on that trip caught one, but that's, you know, 30 something years ago when they, with throw those little white poppers in front of those big trout and pop it and watch them eat it. And that was just amazing. God, you think cool? it's hard to get one. Yeah. You think it's hard to get one on a bait caster in a foot of water, get a oh, 10 pound huh. trout on a fly rod and let him just rock your world in those flats. You know, it's just amazing <laughs> what they do. It's just, um, I, I never have done it myself. And I've never caught one like that on a fly rod, but I've seen people do it and it is unbelievable. You know, that's like that bud rolling over there. It's a, lot, it's a lot of work, but it's really rewarding. And, yeah. you know, there's some guys, and they end up targeting big fish and catching probably more that way because it's so stealthy I know it. and I know it. not a big giant it's bait it. rattling. It's 
head off, well, you know, walking all through the water and everything else. It just, uh, they can be really yeah. stealthy with that. And sometimes they, yeah. uh, they pull it off. And you know what? The guys are really good. Like Bud Rowland, those guys catch those monster trout on, on the fly rod. And so with the bait caster, you see the fish and whatever position he's in, you're, you know, you kind of look at him. If he's not the right position, you got to wait a second to turn. You maybe get one or two shots at him. With a fly rod, you're up on a pedestal in the boat. You see that fish 50, 70 yards away. He doesn't know you're there, and you got your fly line up in the air. you got several times to lay that fly in front of him. You know, he doesn't know you're there. You know, yeah. of course, I can't do it. I'm not skilled enough. But, you know, these guys out there can do all that double hauling and flip that. Yeah, how many times of, have, you know, trout been, people spooked trout by throwing their bait improperly, landing it right by oh, the man, fish so instead times. of going past it and working it in there slowly. And with a fly, you can lay it right on them, buddy, and you won't spook them. And, yeah. man. And then if you miss it, you can pick it back up. I see them pick it back up and replace it. Sure. That's what I like. You know, okay, I missed him. I replaced it right on the quarter of his eye right there. He saw it, and he, he smoked it, you know. But, uh that was it's one of the greatest things we had down here before all the shore shorelines. It's now our shorelines are burned up. You know, we have so many guys that have a burn boat, and uh, you don't get all those big schools of fish up on the shoreline where you can just walk down and individually sight cast these big trout. They're not there anymore because they're they're, they're shy. You well, know, they can't run live there. They time. used to live there, live and there. now they've uh, been yeah. run out of their habitat. Yeah. And so now I wait for the fall when everybody's back in school, right before, when all the tournaments are gone, and it's horrible weather for a couple of days, then they'll get back up on those lats, you know, but, uh, it's all yeah, good. I, like I just us really trying to pitch a 10 on the freeway here in Houston. Yeah, that's, that's just it. not yeah, going to happen. It. I mean, that's, uh, you know, but, you know, it's kind of a, you got the summer crowd, then you got a little lull at the fall time. Everybody's deer hunting and dove hunting. You got a great time. Then, all, you know, you get the winter tournament fishermen, which kind of come in and kind of hurt your winter fishing. Well, then it kind of slows down right before the summer. So you kind of have waves of what you can do down here. Now it's not like a solid 12 month. Let's chase big fish. Let's uh, let's yeah. work around everybody else now. You know that's what we're doing. We're kind of working around everybody else. But uh, it's yeah. all good, Mickey. Still got lots of fish. It's good. No chopping them up. No chopping them up. Hey, my grandson said something yesterday. It was so cool. I got to tell you, man. So he's wearing us out. I mean, we're just been. We played every game. We've done the beach. We've boogie board. We surfed. We did everything. And he's just going ninety miles an hour. So finally, we get a little break. We're sitting at the table. He looks at me and goes. Well, what do y'all do when I'm not here? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> we, we relax. We <laughs> enjoy. We rest, man. <laughs> we rest. <laughs> you know? We rest. But it was like, you know, like, God, I must be bored. You know, <laughs> we don't do anything if I'm not here. But, uh, yeah, we rest. But, man, he was, I'm looking forward to seeing him some more before school starts because I tell you what, it's, it's a short summer now. You know, they got, you just don't get to see much of them in the school. There's so much school stuff, activities going on, you don't get to see them much in school. So I'm taking advantage of this, uh, these few months here. Yeah, they're uh, they are, they'll run you ragged, and it's yeah. Fun. You ever see him cast? You ever see that six year old cast, Bubba? Woo! <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna catch him. You gonna catch a pig on the top water? You wait. Before he's ten years old, we're gonna get a big one. You said you'll see. Yeah. You got him throwing a bait caster, like of course. Ball? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, throw a bait caster. The way my it's son was, I think his first, uh-huh. you know, when he was like three and four, and I'd take him. He had a little. Snoopy rig or whatever, you know, a little push button Zebco and all that. And man, he'd hook those big fish and it's just gears ripping. And man, that real sound like it's going to explode. <laughs> but uh, once he got about uh, six, six and seven, he was chunking a bait caster like a pro, man. 
It's all yeah. in how you, you raise them, the, what you teach them to fish with, man. And you still remember that too, don't you, Mickey? You still remember Just that? You know, it's like, like my son Cr when he caught his first when he caught his first big trout. My son, both my sons caught big trout, but my. He was about 12 or 13 years old. He caught his first 30 inch, and it was just like you know, I was there, and we did it together, and it's just like you'll never forget it. You know, it's really yeah. Something. I was uh, waiting Fisher's Reef. I had uh, one customer, a doctor named Frank, with me, and Mickey Ray had always come when he had come because he always fished by himself. And I let Doug Pike jump in one day. He had that morning off, and uh, we were waiting Fisher's, and Mickey Ray caught his first eight pound trout. Man, Doug. that's so good. Eight and a half pounder. He was about, I don't know, nine years old. <laughs> Hook for uh, life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally ruined, you know. That's the way it should be, buddy. That's the way it should be. Get them hooked on the outdoors. I don't exactly. Mind. And it uh, just gives these kids another avenue. I just, uh, we need it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah, they need it. Remember when our moms, they'd kick us out of the house and said, hey, <laughs> come back for lunch and then get your butts back out of here again, you know. You did, Make yeah, up something you, to do. Well, I'm bored. Hey, well, you can find something to do. You ate at your house or ate at the neighbor's house. Some time around lunchtime, lunchtime you're going to be at your house or your neighbor's house getting something to eat. We just That's make the rounds, you know. One them. day all the kids make would eat at my house, and then yep, we'd exactly slide right. over to theirs the next day. That's the way it was. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's no it, video man. games and indoor activities. It was all outdoor stuff. No, no. We didn't have much to do, but it was it was great, buddy. It was great. Sure it was. But uh, this this Still week is. I'm going to go scout us now. Well, I, I hate yeah. to be in the house. I like to be outdoors. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. Even if I'm you not know? doing anything, I sit on my I sit on my patio. Yeah, that's what I love about living on the beach. I just go out to the beach, walk down the beach, and you know, look at the fish and whatever in the surf. Yeah, that's got to be cool living where you do. You're right there, man. That's uh, yeah, there's nothing like quality beach time. Man can work mm-hmm. out a lot of problems sitting down there on. <laughs> <laughs> Under the umbrella on the beach. That's it, buddy. That's, exactly That's it. Right. A lot of stress relief. That's it, man. That's it. That's good, it. the good life. That's it, man. Well, it's uh, you got to enjoy. You only got so much. It's like that guy that said the other day. You know, it's just so good. He says, "Well, he says I'm up in life. My bucket's almost full, but a couple more things I need to put in the bucket." And he says, "I'm doing it." So he says, "I'm ready." I says, "My bucket. I've done everything in life." He says, "My bucket's full," and I just go, "I'm going, man. That's that's amazing that." They, I don't think my buck will ever be full, Mickey. There's always the things no. I want to do. You know? No. Oh, Keep that list long. Work on Keep it. Keep that list long. That's it. That's buddy. it. You know, and, and I, I'm, man, I'm hankering for hunting season already. It's just now July, and I'm already thinking about, you know, dove hunting, teal hunting, duck hunting, deer hunting, quail hunting. I know it. Well, I'm going to send you a picture here that you're really going to think about hunting. This guy, my friend of mine, Katula. You've got 8,500 acres. Only the family hunts this place, okay? Only the family hunts it. There's right. three of them on it. He's got, he's got, I'm going to show you this picture of this, this typical deer. And it's Uh-oh. the prettiest deer I've ever seen in my life. It is just amazing. Oh and it's, they call him the ghost deer because they never see him in hunting season. He just disappears like a ghost. But they got him on camera this time. And I'll send you this picture just to see what low fence can really produce. It's amazing. It's really oh, something. boy. That's uh He'll, he'll make you go put corn in the feeders, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> protein and corn, bring it. Protein and feed, yeah. That's what Blaine's doing right now. I think he left and went down to his place Wednesday. They're down there doing work. And, uh, I mean, before you know it, he'll be running dove hunts. I mean, it's right around the oh, corner. Oh, I know it's close, man. I know it. And that's what Fred's doing. Fred's putting roasted soybeans on our place. He's fed all year for us. Fred has. 
And so hopefully we'll have some dough. Those soybeans, that's great nutrition. Blaine's uh, been doing a lot of that, too, and it's made a difference in horn production. Uh-huh. Yes, it, uh, we've already got some deer on camera. They're still kind of, they're not complete, you know, set of horns yet, but they're, they're looking good. They got a lot of bulk to them, so it looks good. Right. That's Man, good. that's awesome. I'm yeah, ready for that, uh, right? I mean, it's something, you know, if you're going to be serious about your deer lease or your ranch or whatever, you, you know, it's, it's an all year job taking care of that. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it not is. just wrap it, it up at the end of the season and not go back till the next season. You, you got to work mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. And our place is big enough. You know what, you know what Fred's done. Fred's already put some, some mass on our horns and some length. You know, he killed the, his son, uh, Nick killed a great deer last year on our place. And, and he's, you know, it's cause he feeds so much and, you know, it just really helps our deer in water. You know, he just does a lot for animals. So it, it makes a difference. Food and water makes the world go round for all of us, yes, animals and yes, humans. Got to have it. So, yeah. So hopefully we'll have a good bird year, too. I'm looking forward to dove season. On my shoulder, got all that cortisol on my shoulder. I hope it lasts till dove season. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. It might not. But. It might not. But, <laughs> but no, Blaine, uh, he was telling me that, man, he can't believe how many nesting pairs, just thousands mm-hmm. of them. They're, you know, they've all nested there, and it's just. He said it's if they stick around, it's going to be an unbelievable opener. Yeah, if it doesn't rain, the day of dove season will be. Well, fine. you can always count on that, especially over yeah. here where I'm at, east of town. I mean, mm-hmm. we just we'd get all fired up and ready for dove season, and here we go. It's going to be a banner year and all that, and then here comes a six inch rain on opening day. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's, amazing isn't it, it? Yeah. i mean it happens more than it does it it's crazy yeah it's the same thing here you know yep. got a lot of dove hunts here but we're gonna give it a heck anyway so i'm gonna go look at the beach today probably be taking the surfboards to the fishing rod it looks like it's gonna be some good surfing in a day that's just right i say good surf just choppy and you know something to do anyway got you <laughs> all right cliff well, hey, it's always good talking to you, man. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you, give them some info, buddy. All right, Mickey Americo, 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. I'll have some good fish stories for you next time. <laughs> hey, no All problem, right. man. We can talk All about right, it man, whether thanks. we're catching them or not. All right, buddy. All right, man. Thanks, Mickey. See you, man. Take care. All right. That's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. And... At the Belleville Meat Market this week, they're double featuring double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there at the meat market. And on special, this week, fresh fryers, $1.59 a pound when you buy three or more. They're whole, uncut fryers. Check that out also. And now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section with and their hot dogs are available in original and cheddar. Check out the cheddar hot dogs. They're really awesome. And custom processing on pigs and calves, that runs all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter, and you can have it processed any way you like. And in their wild game processing facility, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Time has flown by today. It's 638 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to Lake Livingston and let's check in with Oh, Harry Detan, Penwall Campground and Marina. Harry, good morning. How are you, bud? Hey, Mickey. How's y'all's morning going? Oh, it's all good, man. It's, uh, all it's good. Nothing, nothing much. Okay. Nothing much. Well, it's going pretty good here this morning. I mean, we got a pretty morning going. Very little wind, maybe about a four or five mile an hour wind, and and uh, uh, looks like more sunshine. So. Anyway, things have been good. Well, we got ran over on the holiday uh, <laughs> last weekend. I mean, my gosh, Mickey. I mean, I think the holiday, it, it started starting about Thursday, and, the, and it finally it finally quit uh, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Every, everybody was sliding out of here real, real slow uh, uh, Tuesday, I mean. But uh, <laughs> there was a... There was a lot of a lot of people out. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I called you, and you couldn't talk because you were so busy. That I mean, I had a uh, we had we was fueling boats, we was doing this and that, and I mean, but that's all right. It makes it it may help us make up for some of that downtime that we had this past. But well, actually, you know, Mickey, we didn't have a very good spring. Uh, like uh, March, April, May. I mean, right. every weekend it rained, and and you know, and you know what happens when it rains. I mean, everybody stays at home. But uh, uh, it came on really, really strong on this holiday weekend. I mean, <clears throat> it's good, you know, and and you know, a lot of times on the holiday uh, weekend, you know, the fishing's not really good. You know, I mean, oh, I never did like to fish on the holiday weekend, but. You know, right. the fish held up good. People caught was catching fish right and, right and left, and and the weather was uh, it, it it was hot, but it wasn't it wasn't crazy hot, and the wind didn't blow. So so that that made a pretty good uh, that made a pretty good. It's kind of what you think the Fourth of July ought to be like. You know I mean, right? It was, but it it was good. I mean, them white bass are still. They're still hammering on it. I'm seeing some really nice whites come in. Man, I've been seeing uh, a lot of gut pile pictures of white yeah. bass stacked up on the tables. Uh-huh. Look like pretty I mean, nice ones too. They're not, there's nice ones. I mean, uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, bigger fish in with them. Uh, and the good thing about it, I think nearly everybody that I talk to, they're throwing back uh, uh, anything under. You know, the little short fish, you know, I mean, I think their legal limit's 10 inch, but they're not even bothering keep. they're not even keeping them this year. Right. You know, they're putting them back and, and uh, everything. Well, that's good practice. That's good. That, that's good practice, you know. Save I mean, some you know, for seed, man. Yes, you ain't a kidding. You ain't a kidding. But 
I guarantee you, but you know, uh, uh, fishing's been good. It's been one of our best years for fishing in, in quite a while. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but it just turned out that way. It really did. So, well, with pressure you know, being light like it has the last few years, it's made a difference. These fish have had a chance does. to to grow up. Yeah, it, it sure does. But you know, uh, right now, you know, we're right. We're just. Uh, we're about two inches below normal pool here on the lake, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I think the release is somewhere around 2,000 cubic feet a second. Yeah, mere but trickle. Actually, yeah, just a trickle, but actually, Mickey, they're releasing more that's, than what's coming in out of the Dallas area. There's Up around Crockett, they've probably got, oh, maybe 1,400 cubic feet a second stacked up down there, just fixing to come into the lake, and then... The rest going up river. The rest of them are down pretty, pretty low. So, uh, you know, I mean, they they probably will slow it down a little bit more. I hope. You know, we don't want to go too low. But uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it could be. You know, we used to before they put in that uh, uh, Wallaceville uh, down there to for the salt, make that salt water barrier for the rice farmers that. You know, nearly every, every August that we would, you know, we'd drop foot 18 inches out of the lake, you know, where they could make that barrier. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, but hopefully hopefully we'll get a little bit of rain and, and stuff and it'll keep it kind of freshened up a little bit. But if we don't get any rain pretty soon this lake, it's going to go low and it'll go low and green. And uh, things, will, things will really be nice then. It sure will. Fishing will get real good. But uh, best stock. <clears throat> but there's been a lot of people out. And, I mean, over the holiday, my gosh, I mean, we had a we had a good a good turnout. I mean, all over the lake. I mean, there was there was a lot of people, and and uh, far as I know, we had a good a good safe holiday. There wasn't no crazy things going on, and also so so that uh, that that made for a real good weekend. This morning, right. it's uh, I guarantee it's pretty quiet, Mickey. I think everybody played out, you know. By you know when uh, I think a lot of they wound up having to go back to work Wednesday, and and I think uh, you know staying out in the sun and everything else for three or four days, you know. I mean, it, it make this a pretty slow weekend. Yeah, I did. I did see a lot of a lot of red people. I mean, that was. Burn pretty, up, pretty well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they was pretty. It was pretty, pretty toasted, you know. And I had one girl come in and and uh, she was getting some stuff, and the boy, she was pretty blistered. And and uh, I said, uh, you know, you're, uh, you need to get some suntan lotion on. I said, you're pretty, pretty blistered. And she said, I work in an office, and I said, yes, ma'am, I know you do. <laughs> and office, she. She started off white as a bed sheet, but she was she looked like a strawberry. <laughs> and all. But uh, I remember those days a long time ago when I used to get sunburnt. You know, uh, you know that uh, was quite a few years ago. But uh, you know, you you stand out in the sun all day long, and and uh, you can tell a guy that that stays out in the sun. We call them, you know uh, we call them raccoon eyes. Mickey, do you ever have raccoon eyes? Live with them. Been living with them all my life. Yeah, that's right. You know, you wear your sunglasses and your face face gets all tanned up, and you take your 
take your your uh, sunglasses off and you got two two white rings around there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rack or it looked like a raccoon, but uh, that's the way it goes when you stay out in the sun all the time. And it sure is. But uh, we had a good. It was a good uh, force. It really was. I mean, uh, as far as I know, we didn't. We didn't have any accidents, or I hope we did not. I didn't hear of any. I didn't hear of any. Uh, now there was one boat that sunk on Conroe, which was, uh, you know, it was pretty light and mild for Conroe. Yeah, it is. I didn't hear of any fatalities. You know, if they did come, you know, I didn't get yeah. the memo. Never yeah, saw it on the news. No, I didn't either. But uh, you know, in the, it was. Uh, we had a lot of really pretty fireworks up here. I mean, they were shooting yeah. fireworks. I mean, when you got a lopsided, uh, a lopsided Fourth of July like we had, you know, I mean, there was Saturday night. There was a ton of fireworks going off. A lot of them. And then like Tuesday night, you know, it was pretty slim because you know most of the people uh, they they went back home. I mean, you know, they had to go to work Wednesday morning. Right. So, uh, Old Alaska did shoot their fireworks off uh, uh, Tuesday night, and oh, they did it Tuesday night instead of Wednesday. Let's see. Well, what day was what, the holiday? No, uh, Tuesday was Fourth of July, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they. They'll, yeah, they'll it was weird Wednesday. the way it fell in there because some people had to work on Monday, and yeah, then on Wednesday they of, just got that one holiday day. You know. Uh huh. A lot of them have to work the day before and the day after to to get your holiday pay. Right. And uh, so, but yeah, but uh, on Alaska they'll they'll always shoot theirs off on on the holiday. They sure will. Yeah. But uh, but you know, but uh, I guarantee you, uh, uh, Saturday and 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 Sunday night and and part of Monday there was a lot of fireworks going off around the lake. And off it sure was. I mean, you could just pull a boat out, Chunder. You know, if you if you went just sit in the middle of the lake and look around, <laughs> just look around. I mean, you got three hundred and sixty degrees worth of worth of fireworks coming out of some place and all. Uh, but uh, they're really nice. I know one year with that with that Chunder and uh, uh, having a, having a good time watching the fireworks and you know and and you know there's boats out on on the water and and. You know, when I'd come in, you know, I just kind of, I just ain't going to go much over and idle, you know, because there's too many people. And and I was coming back in towards Pinwa and, and just idling along there. And and you know, if there hadn't there, if there hadn't been lights in the background, you know, there was a boat sitting right out in front of me, and I never saw it till it was nearly too late. I missed it, but they didn't have any lights on. And See, there, I, I don't understand that. I, I mean, don't either. I mean, don't go out like, on the lake if you don't have running lights. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a good thing. You know, if they were the working, he would have had, a, had them on. I mean, if they're not working, you just can't go. Just uh-uh. stay I mean, on the dock. The only thing that saved me that night is, is there's a light in the background. I can see you the can silhouette. You can Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and, you know, when you see that, you're pretty close. I mean, you're not 100 yards off. I guarantee you, you're pretty close. You know, I saw yeah, I a video the other day of a guy pulling his, looked like a couple of little kids on a tube, uh-huh. and uh, they were kind of out to the side of his wake, and yep. a guy in a pontoon boat ran between the tube and the guy's boat and cut the the uh, tube line, 
and never slowed down, just kid. kept going. Never even saw those kids on the tube. It just you gotta be talk kidding. about scary, man. I mean, just that's, crazy. That's that's crazy. I mean, it looked like it was in the intercoastal here on the Texas coast. Oh, uh, I couldn't believe it. I came down the lake there uh, about a year or so ago, and, and I was coming back into Pinwall, and, and I looked over yonder, and there was a guy pulling some some uh, kids on uh, uh, water skis and stuff, and uh-huh. and and they're just going right across the big old stump patch out there. Oh and, boy! And you know, <laughs> and I looked, and I said, "Oh my!" You know, and I said, "Oh, I ain't gonna let it go by." You know, so he had stopped, so I just slowed the boat down, turned around, and idled over yonder, and. and uh, I thought it was so funny. I said, I said, say, you know, you're right in the middle of a big stump patch where you're pulling them kids. And he said, I've been on this lake a long time. I know where everything's yeah, at. Yeah, right. Said, yeah, I, I, I can tell you do, you know. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you do, you know. But you know, people it, take offense to that kind of, uh, you know, for well, you I trying to help them somebody, out, and they, and they shouldn't. I mean. Uh, they shouldn't. I mean, I'm nobody's making fun of you. I mean. I mean, if somebody told me something like that, I'd thank them, you know. I promise you, I'd uh, I'd reset. I'd uh, go pull them somewhere else. Come on, man. I sure man. would. I mean, you know, I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, you know, you, you go to pulling kids or uh, through stump patches, you know, and I mean, somebody, you know. They fall somebody down fall and go underwater, underwater and hit one of those, they're done. Uh, they're done. We had a, a guy killed up here on the lake a couple of two or three years ago. Uh, they were skiing and, and they was right over a stump patch and, oh. and he fell down and next thing you no, know, he's a dead man. You know. Wow. Sure was. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you just can't be too safe with boats and everything else. I mean, you know, I mean, boats are a lot of fun, you know, but you gotta you gotta have a little you gotta use a lot of caution. With, Especially if you got people on the boat, or if you're pulling skiers, and you know, I mean, if you're driving that boat, you're responsible for everybody, or at least, in my opinion, you are. Yeah, I agree. But it, uh, yeah, but uh, but you know, you you know, and I, you you know, you see you see all kinds of things happen. For the most part, people are really pretty good. Uh, uh, oh, the jet skis, you know. Uh, uh, they can get a little bit uh, rowdy, you know, and and uh, uh, and most of it is when you have uh, not the adults, but when you have uh, younger kids driving jet skis. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. I think they're just doing it because they want you to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, but so you you kind of have to watch it. But you know, you kind of get used to it. You just you know, you just pay attention to what you're doing, and you won't have any trouble. And all I mean, it's just well, I like know it's fun place. for those little kids to run those and all that, but I think they should have to be a certain age before they're allowed to get on one. I think it's isn't it 13, Mickey? I think something. Yeah, like, I think it ought to even be more. I mean, yeah. and I know they have fun doing it and all that, but it, they just they don't do. realize how dangerous those things really are. Do Do you know where the most dangerous part of riding one of those things is mickey uh, in my opinion is is when you when they ride them up to uh if you're out in open water you can drive them pretty good you know what yeah, i mean but when they get around docks docks that's i mean that that is terrible i mean because 
kids will get excited, or even adults, they'll get excited and, and hit the throttle. Their, they'll hit the throttle instead of putting it in reverse. They hit it in forward, and next thing you know, they run into the dock, you know. And, but, you know, anybody's dock, I mean, uh, and I, I watch them come in ours all the time, you know. But, you know, when you're coming into the dock, slow is the best way to go, I mean. I mean, you just cut that throttle, and if you can, if you hadn't got a real bad wind, you can just kind of drift it in, you know. But you're yeah. not going to power it in and try to hit reverse and and stop it, and they don't work that way. You know what I mean, I don't uh, even think those have reverse, do they? They're they're jet uh, propelled. Yeah. yeah, they they got a reverse. Uh, most of them have reverse. I'm used to the older ones. They didn't, but yeah, the older ones didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't. You know. And the bad thing about uh, jet propulsion, if you lose power, you have no steering. You have no steering. You're you're SOL, and that's it. But a <laughs> friend of mine bought uh, one of these new uh, fishing jet skis here this year. Yeah. And uh, uh, they was out riding it that day and and uh, uh, trying it out and everything. And they left it. They left it hanging low in their sling. And they forgot about it, and that night the storm come up, and it washed it out. And I mean, it just beat it all up on the bulkhead. And mm. he was telling me about it. I said, well, just, you know, turn it in on your insurance. And he said, insurance? He said, my wife normally handles that, and I didn't even think about insurance. He said, there wasn't a nickel's worth of insurance on that. And, you know, I think that was about 20 grand down the hole right there. Wow. Just, just a dead loss. But, that's, but you know, I mean. And I, you know, uh, a lot of people don't think about insurance on these boats, but you know, you really ought to. And I, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you, my, you get in some kind of an accident, and you'd certainly wish you had some insurance, uh, uh, especially if someone was injured. You know? Right. But it's just, uh, it's not good business. Boat insurance really get right to it is not that expensive. No, it's really not. Not for what you get out of it, and it's. Uh, uh, you it uh, you yeah, can't no, afford no. not to have it. All right, no, Harry, I got to roll, my friend. I'm out of time, but if somebody wants to call you up at Penwall, give them a number, man. Just call us up here at Penwall, and that number is uh, 936-967-4752. Thank you very much, Mickey. You have a good Thank day. Thank you, Harry. Take care, all buddy. Right. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.